Hey everyone, Cliff here. We're going to be posting our regular coronavirus news brief a little bit later on today, but in the meantime, we wanted to bring you some additional coverage. The reporting you're about to hear comes from WRL's nightly 7 p.m. newscast, and of course, if you want more uh, at any time, you can go to WRL.com for in-depth coverage on the ongoing pandemic. Again, we'll be back in just a little while with our usual news brief. Thanks for listening. We have team coverage tonight from the latest coronavirus numbers to the efforts to reopen bars. WRL's Keely Arthur kicks off our coverage at the Legislative Building. Keely? That is correct. So a bill passed the House today, the Senate yesterday. It is on Governor Roy Cooper's desk tonight. If it is signed, it would allow bars and gyms to reopen with some restrictions. But at this point, owners in those industries tell me they will take whatever they can get. Welcoming people into her Raleigh fitness studio is something that Tori Fox hasn't done for months. Good morning. Instead, she and her bar three instructors are getting clients' blood pumping virtually. How are you doing, computer people? A good option that doesn't really compare to the real thing. We have about 305 members. We surveyed them a few weeks ago, and over 50% said that they would come back right away. Some lawmakers are ready for gyms, including Bar 3 and the other type of bar, to open, too. A bill allowing it passed through the House and Senate, a big relief to Isaac Hunter's tavern manager, David Holler. I know me in particular and a lot of my other staff, our unemployment is about to run out. Now on Governor Roy Cooper's desk, it gives him the ability to shut the businesses back down if COVID-19 cases go back up. I mean, I understand him not wanting to lose the power to close everything down in case a round two did come around. Uh, you know, we want what's safe for everybody. So whether you prefer sitting at a bar or working out at one, your chance to do so could be sooner than we thought. And then your last one, hold it up top. So it's important to note that restaurants are also included in this bill. While restaurants are already open, this bill, if passed, would allow them to increase their capacity a bit. Gerald. Keely Arthur live at the Legislative Building. Keely, thank you. Orange County is requiring people to wear face coverings through the end of August. This all comes as the county extends its state of emergency in place because of coronavirus. WREL's Leslie Moreno joins us live from Chapel Hill with reaction from local business owners. Leslie? And Deborah, that face covering requirement goes into effect this Friday starting at 5 p.m. Local businesses here on Franklin Street in Chapel Hill say this requirement is much needed. The owner of Blue Spoon in Chapel Hill already requires all customers who walk in through the door to wear a face covering. That's why we did, even though it wasn't required, we want to keep everybody safe, and I think that's, uh, that's a good idea. The new face mask requirement applies to customers or employees in restaurants or stores. Anyone using public transportation or anyone inside or outside who can't keep a six-foot distance from others. For the next few months or, you know, until there's vaccines and, and you know, the, the health community gets a better hold on it, I, I don't see any problem with it being uh, normal for a few months. Face coverings, however, are not required for religious reasons, any medical or behavioral conditions, any children under 12 or restaurant customers while eating. I think people are getting used to it. You know, I mean, it's annoying. I'm not happy about wearing it all the time, but I do. We want to keep everybody safe. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good policy. 
The Orange County Health Director says the requirement is part of a bigger strategy to protect public health and slow the spread of the coronavirus in their community. Now, for the most part, everyone we've seen here has been wearing a face mask or some sort of covering both indoors and outdoors. Again, this goes into effect starting this Friday at 5 p.m. until August 31st. Deborah? Leslie Moreno reporting live from Chapel Hill. Thanks, Leslie. Our coverage continues now with Dr. Abi Marotra. He's an emergency physician at UNC Medical Center in Chapel Hill. Dr. Marotra, thank you for being with us tonight. My pleasure. Dr. Marocha, we have all seen and heard the latest hospital numbers. Beds are becoming scarce. Tell us how the situation has changed at UNC over the past few weeks. Well, um, we were uh, lucky to have the uh, preparation of watching our colleagues across the country and those hot spots from earlier, and we're able to install and place processes for keeping our patients and our staff safe. Um, so we've seen over the past week or so an increase in the number of patients arriving uh, with COVID disease and in the hospitalizations, um, but we've been able to uh, maintain our processes and those learnings in place um, to be able to have our uh, triage process uh, with our tent out front, mm -hmm. um, be able to segregate patients into COVID uh, concern and non-COVID areas of the emergency department, um, have our processes in place to keep those patients separated, to um, clean in between patients um, and process them through um, in the appropriate manner. So we feel like we're prepared. Is there a particular AIDS group you're seeing more of now? I think the, uh, the age group that's presenting for uh, evaluation is typical of our normal demographics that we see uh, arriving to the emergency department, but the age group of patients that are being admitted to the hospital are those most at risk for COVID disease overall. And that includes um, the uh, elderly patients. It includes uh, patients with uh, obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes. What are you and your colleagues worried about most as you look toward the end, hopefully, one day of this virus being behind us, as you continue to think about how you're going to treat patients in the future? Sure. Um, you know, what we're worried most about is with the relaxation of this uh, physical distancing measures and with the reopening of where things are, is uh, people not being careful and not following the, uh, the guidance as provided by the state of washing their hands, of wearing a face covering and trying to keep that physical distancing. Um, and so seeing a, uh, an increase in the number of cases um, uh, because of that. Well, certainly as we open more and more stores and, and activities for people, unfortunately, you're going to see more patients. We hope people will get the message. Wear face coverings, um, practice social distancing. Preparations are underway for student athletes to return to schools in Cumberland County. The school district will allow high school athletic teams to begin voluntary on-campus workouts beginning July 6th. School leaders will spend the next several weeks making sure that each school has the necessary supplies and equipment to allow student athletes to train safely. The school district says it will operate according to the North Carolina High School Athletic Association's guidelines.